Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off in the S's, a podcast focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and on today's show... The first GTD-only round of the season is set for Lime Rock Park. And while there aren't going to be prototypes present, this is not a round of the championship that you want to sleep on. Buckle up as I take you through everything that you need to know about Lime Rock Park. Now before we jump into the race preview, I just want to mention an update on a story coming out of the Six Hours of the Glen. During the third round of the Michelin Endurance Cup, you'll recall that there were 11 penalties handed out, or mechanical black flags, many of which having to do with incorrect tire pressures, or tire pressures just being too low. John Doonan addressed this ahead of the round at CTMP by saying, It's difficult, because I don't think any of us want penalties. IMSA is certainly not in the business of wanting to penalize during a race. We do not get excited about that, either during a race or post-race. He would also go on to say the number of penalties that were assessed during the Glen was too high and just flat out unacceptable. And that IMSA is still working on a system to police this process without having to bring in a pricey third-party tire pressure sensor system. In case you happen to not know, the cars currently use the manufacturer spec tire pressure sensor systems. Now this is largely done to keep costs in check, and I do believe that this is the case on most of, if not all, of the GT3 spec cars. Now a couple of things here, I certainly agree with John Doonan that the number of penalties at the Glen was just unacceptably high. And this is certainly not something that us as fans or competitors in the race want to see have affect the potential outcome of a race. Now it should also be noted, it does appear that it was a fairly easy adjustment that the teams had to make from going on right on the edge of what was legal to being a little bit more on the safe side. And this was evident at the CTMP round is there was not a single mechanical black flag that was given out for tire pressure issues. Now the only potential real round of concern for me that we have left on the season comes at Petit Le Mans at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, the last round of the season. And that comes with drastic temperature swings. It's a regular occurrence that, especially as the sun goes down, the temperatures drop immensely. And I really, really hope that we don't see any tire pressure issues or these mechanical black flags be thrown when in the closing hours of that race and having it affect a championship. Fingers crossed that everything is taken care of and smoothed over by then. All right, on to Lime Rock Park now. And there are only a couple of BOP changes to report. The Porsche gets a healthy 20 kilogram weight decrease for this round, which is sure to help them immensely around this windy and flowy course. And the Mercedes is the only other car to see a weight change as they will get an increase of 10 kilograms. Also notable for them is a 0.5 millimeter diameter increase in their air restrictor. And that's the second race in a row that they've seen an increase to this, which will equate to about an extra six horsepower. And they also see a small fuel capacity increase of just one liter. Now it was also noted that this BOP will be applied for the testing that's set to take place at Indianapolis as well as the next round of the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship which will go in early August at Road America. This is a notable change for IMSA putting out the BOP for multiple races as I don't think this is something that they've really ever done before. We'll have to keep an eye on this and see if it becomes the norm for them to put out BOP for a couple of rounds in advance. Now about the track. Lime Rock Park is 
located in Lakeville, Connecticut, and is a very tricky 1.5 or 2.4 kilometer long nine-corner track. It's been a staple on the IMSA calendar and more recently has been used as a GT-only round of the calendar. Now, Lime Rock was opened in 1957 on the site of a former sand and gravel quarry. The track has basically maintained the exact same layout since opening, but it did undergo a full repaving in 2008 when Skip Barber purchased the track. They did a brilliant job with the resurfacing as they were able to maintain everything from the original layout to the original cambers as well as original track widths and hence this has maintained much of the original character. Now over the years the track has hosted many forms of motorsports from IMSA which started coming to the track in 1972 to Grand Am, NASCAR, SCCA, Trans Am, as well as some GT World Challenge. This year we're going to see 20 cars take to the track which is an increase of five cars from the previous year and the only notable entry change in the GTD class is going to be the Andretti Autosport Aston Martin that returns to the grid. 174 laps were turned by the victorious number 9 FAF Motorsports Porsche of Matt Campbell and Matthew Jaminet last year. Meanwhile, in GTD, it was the number 1 BMW of Paul Miller Racing that was driven by Madison Snow and Brian Sellers. That was a pretty wild finish to the GTD class next year with, I believe it was the number 57 windward race. It was definitely one of the Mercedes. They ran out of gas just on the last lap. Lime Rock Park is a unique track on the IMSA calendar and it sees very, very quick lap times with GTD cars able to complete a lap here in about 52 seconds. And with the very narrow nature of the track, it is also a difficult track to pass on. There is, however, still a decent passing opportunity going into turn one, coming down the very long front straightaway. The key to being able to complete an overtake, though, is to get a good run out of the final corner. It's a, it's a long downhill right-hander that really you need to carry tons of momentum from down the front straightaway. Could also be argued that there's a small little chicane in turn five. If a driver's feeling extra bold, they might try and take a stab down the inside there as well. Currently, as I'm recording this video, the weather for the Lime Rock round appears to be a little bit mixed. It looks like Friday. There could be a chance of thunderstorms and some rain, but that's mostly a practice and qualifying day, whereas Saturday does appear sunny still, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. I recommend staying locked into Racecast Weather on Twitter. They do a great job at updating the forecast in the week leading up to the race. Well, my picks for this race, I think in GTD Pro, the number nine FAF Porsche goes back to back here. For one, Porsche was really strong here last year when they were able to grab that win. They're also getting a little bit of help now from the BOP, losing a significant amount of weight. And I do also want to point out that the Porsches were very strong at Laguna Seca, another windy and a track that kind of has some similar characteristics to Lime Rock Park. In GTD, I'm going to be picking the only Lamborghini in the field, which is the number 78 Forte Racing, powered by USRT entry. They've looked quite strong lately, and specifically at the Glen, they showed a ton of pace. Unfortunately, at the Glen, they didn't really get the finish that they were hoping for, but I think Spinelli and Goyberg have enough in the tank to be able to dethrone the Paul Miller Racing BMW in this one. What do you think, though? Who are you going to be picking to win this round at Lime Rock Park? Let me know down in the comments. Moving on to the point standings in GTD Pro, it's number 14, Vassar Sullivan Lexus, that leads with 2,110 points. That is a 96-point advantage over the number 79 WeatherTech Racing entry. And in GTD, I mentioned it a second ago, somebody needs to dethrone Paul Miller Racing. They're starting to run away with it here. They have 1,970 
174 points. That is a 212 point advantage over the second place Heart of Racing Aston Martin. It's going to be a very condensed schedule here at Lime Rock Park with IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship qualifying taking place on Friday. That's going to get underway at 5.35 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch that on IMSA TV. There are also a couple of support series that are going to be there with IMSA, starting with the VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge. Their first race of the weekend gets underway Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. You can catch that on IMSA TV or Peacock. That's going to be followed by the main event. The IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship gets underway at noon Eastern Time. You can catch that on IMSA TV, Peacock, and USA Network. Also on IMSA TV and Peacock, the second race for the VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge will get underway at 3 o'clock Eastern. And the day is rounded out by the Michelin Pilot Challenge. It's only going to be the TCR class that is present this weekend at Lime Rock Park. They get underway at 4.10 p.m. Eastern Time on IMSA TV and Peacock. Now, in addition to this, I'm going to do a live watch along again right here on YouTube for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race. So that's going to get underway just before Green Flag at about noon Eastern time. You can stay up to date on that with everything you need to know just by following Off in the S's on any social media, or you can also hop into the Discord. I'll link that in the show notes. Now, moving on from Lime Rock to an LMDH entry. At the Goodwood Festival of Speed, Lamborghini has unveiled their LMDH entry that will contest races in the WEC and IMSA starting in 2024. Now, this project stems back to 2022 when Lamborghini announced that they would be creating a car to the new LMDH set of regular to begin competing in the WEC and IMSA. The car is the only brand right now to be utilizing the Ligier chassis and is being developed with a brand new twin turbo V8 engine. Now, since the initial announcement, there's been a few pieces of information that have come out, including the team that is going to be running the Lamborghini factory outfit. Iron Lynx was announced to run the Lamborghini effort in both the WEC and IMSA when the car is ready. In addition to this, drivers have also previously been announced with Lamborghini stalwarts Andrea Caldarelli and Mirko Bordalotti being the first drivers announced. Since then, former F1 drivers Romain Grosjean and Danny Kvyat have also been added to the LMDH roster. Now, specific driver pairings have yet to be confirmed here, but when you have a stable of drivers uh, of the caliber that I've just mentioned, I think they're going to be competitive regardless of what they choose. Now, there are still two driver slots to be confirmed, with Lamborghini head of motorsports boss Giorgio Sanna announcing that they would be confirmed at the end of the 2023 season. Also an interesting tidbit here is that those two remaining drivers are coming from outside of Lamborghini's current pool of drivers. So that really opens up your imagination as to who they might be. Now with the driver stable mostly sorted, the next major milestone here is to actually unveil the car. And the SC63 was recently unveiled at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. It was unveiled sporting an iconic green paint scheme that the program has been sporting with its GTD Pro program in IMSA this year. Looking at the car, immediately you can see the styling cues that have been taken from road cars as well, most notably the headlight design that closely resembles those on the new Lamborghini Cyan. Now the car has certainly made a strong statement, but for me, the beautiful car was not the biggest piece of news that I was taking out of this unveiling. I personally was most intrigued by hearing about the upcoming testing schedule for the car. The car will not be hitting the track at 
all until August, which does raise some concerns if there's going to be enough time ahead of next season to complete sufficient testing. Now, despite the car not having hit the track yet, it is expected that the Lamborghini SC63 is going to be taking part in the WEC opener in Qatar. Now, that race runs right at the beginning of March. However, it's the IMSA debut that has a bit more of a question mark around it, as IMSA's debut happens a little over a month earlier at the Rolex 24. Now regarding the planned debut of the car, there have been some mixed messages about this in the past. It was noted right off the bat, basically in September of 2022, that it was unlikely that the car would be ready in time to compete in the 2024 Rolex. However, just a couple of months later, they confirmed that they were planning on running a full Michelin Endurance Cup schedule in 2024. Really, this back and forth just left a big old question mark over the program. Was it going to be ready in time for IMSA? Were they just planning to be ready to go for the WEC opener? But now it seems like we have some more clarity. And unfortunately, the thought that the Lamborghini SC63 might be ready for the Rolex 24 is pretty much all but a dead dream now. Lamborghini Motorsports boss Giorgio Sanna said, we will do what's needed in terms of the homologation process and to also collect as much data as possible. But then today to say that we'd be ready to do Daytona is too early. At this moment, it's not planned to race in the Rolex 24. It's not planned. Well, that's about as black and white as it comes, I suppose. So it looks like we're probably not going to have the Lamborghini SC63 at the Rolex 24 next year. And it looks likely that we're going to have to wait until the second round of the season at Sebring before we can see the car in race conditions in IMSA at least. Now one piece of positive news is it's said that the engine has been dyno testing for at least a couple of months now. However, the testing program does very much appear to still be in the very early stages of development. And while this is still a positive sign that they're planning to hit the track in August, it definitely has been delayed as when they initially announced the program, they hoped to be hitting the track at the end of Q1, beginning of Q2 this year. Now, whether this is just due to unexpected delays or perhaps they completely changed the schedule that they were planning to develop the car on. Regardless though, we won't have to wait too, too much longer to see this beautiful car on track. Big thank you to all the Patreon supporters. If you too want to support the show, get a little peek into the, some of the behind the scenes of the channel, then you can head to patreon.com slash off in the essence. Once again though, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend. It doesn't go off in the essence.